Hello, this is Kate Jones with the Gale Hill Radio Hour, here to present the second of two excerpts from a longer interview with Marilyn Moss Rockefeller, author of Mountain Girl, From Barefoot to Boardroom. In this segment, Marilyn describes how she saved a company with virtually no business experience and also talks about the importance of trust, tolerance, and empathy in the workplace. You and your family moved to Maine, where you chopped wood, spun wool, did what was in front of you, including taking over the business in an attempt to turn the company around. Please talk about this turning point in your life as you described it in your book. Yes. Well, I had been helping Bill with uh, bookkeeping and even doing some of the illustrations and some of the photography work in his work in, in his uh, company. Um, it was a design company. And uh, when we moved to Maine, uh, he decided that he wanted to start manufacturing the products instead of just designing and licensing them to all these other companies to um, make them and market them. He said, I'd like to keep the design the way I designed it and the integrity in the product, which sounded great. And I said, well, by that time I was weaving and I had taken a class with Peter Collingwood, who's an English uh, rug weaver, and had my Cranbrook eight harness loom, so I was making rugs with very intricate designs, and um, and on commission. So I was enjoying it and raising the two children, and I had sheep and on the farm and in um, a big huge garden, and I loved my life. And and uh, I told him I didn't want any part to do with the company. I didn't want any part in it, and. He got my stepfather to invest twenty thousand dollars along with another man, twenty thousand, uh, to sort of start buying these machi- um, sewing machines and equipment and set up the company uh, with a friend of his. And the money was gone within a few weeks, um, and they had no more money, and my father had lost some of his savings, my stepfather. And he said, Marilyn, you get in there and turn this company around because I've got to have my investment back. Your mother and I are retired and I can't afford to lose that money. So I had to step forward and go and run a manufacturing business of which I knew absolutely nothing about manufacturing and very little about business. And um, so I just uh, rolled up my sleeves. And as my real father had said, you can do it. You just have to do it. And the whole thing was, well, I might have to pretend sometimes and uh, to get by with learning. And this whole thing of uh fake it until you make it, I turned it into fake it until you learn how mm-hmm. <laughs> to do it. Right. And it, it, if if you can, and I was successful at that, it does work. It, it doesn't mean I didn't make a lot of mistakes and I did a lot of trial and error but of learning, but um, I also took risks and I 
used my intuition on how to do things. And I think women, when they have to take over something or they have to do something, it's it's amazing the strength that we can pull from down deep. And as my father said, do it. Right. And you, again, relied on your values. You had an, um, you treated the employees very well. You had an open door policy. You allowed employees to be quote unquote seen for who they were. You gave them loans when needed. You helped workers who were struggling with domestic violence. It's really incredible what you did. You went in there and you were human too. (laughs) Instead of, instead of, you know, putting a shield around yourself because you didn't know what you were doing. Instead, you reached out to them. Yeah. I never called myself a manager. I, I said, I'm a leader. And what I tried to do was, um, that to listen, to really listen well and listen to the employees and, and trust them, trust an employee, and in turn, they will trust you. And in doing this, I created a very loyal uh, workforce, and that's how we became successful. But I really did believe that each individual possessed worth and dignity, and we had no tolerance for intolerance, and we all agreed on that. And um, we just worked at using those values that I had, and as it turns out, most people have them, given the chance that they want to care and they want to be proud of their product and what they do. They want to be treated with respect and caring and um, given an opportunity and a chance to be as big as they are and as successful as they can. Yes. So uh, it was uh, it was a good learning thing for all of us, and as a result, uh, as I said, I had a very loyal workforce, and absenteeism went down, and people were rushing to apply because word got around town, and uh, uh, that you know employees were treated very well, and we worked together, and I was an open door policy, and. Uh, I particularly paid attention to domestic violence because most of my employees were women. And um, I think um, also women leaders, if if given the chance, we have probably more a leadership ability with empathy. And I think empathy is so important. Uh, So when I would notice that one of my employees black eye or bruised arm, you know, I would inquire and I would care and I would introduce uh, the organization uh, New Hope for Women and I'd also get them into safe places, safe haven places and pay for a motel, if anything, to get them away from an abusive situation. So, you know, um, that, that really resonates with the employees and they take that back to their family and their community and you know it just it it just to me is a way of growing and making real social change 
Mountain Girl is available directly from the publisher, Island Port Press in Yarmouth, Maine, and on Amazon, Kindle, and at your local bookstore. In the first excerpt, in case you missed it, Marilyn talks about where she acquired her can-do attitude and how she learned to live by her values, which contributed immeasurably to her success in business. This is Kate Jones. Thank you for listening to the Gail Hill Radio Hour. Please share Marilyn's Mountain Girl Adventures with anyone who aspires to great heights. 